Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. My whole bed was kind of like, you know, tilted down. So I was thinking to myself, not again. The thing came back again. One night that was even more eerie to me, I was half asleep already, it was about 1 a.m. at night. And the thing was singing beside my ear. Uh, the plus point for it was the melody was nice. And for me as a composer, it, it was a very good um, kind of inspiration for me. That's why I quickly went down to the piano and I dropped down the melody. Uh, the melody was a bit like, sounded very pitiful. It, it sounded like... When I was like putting in all my other music inside, halfway through I was feeling a bit tired. I wanted to wet, uh, go up and sleep, but I could feel that that thing doesn't want me to go up to bed. That thing wanted me to complete the song. So I have no choice because I could feel like my whole body was really heavy. Hi, this is Toby and Tony from Maine Afterlife Research Society, and you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, February 10th, 2020, episode 221. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, I am glad to be back in the hot seat, and I really appreciate you guys listening to RPA every week. Love you guys. Really mean that. And not to worry, Britt has made a packet for us, so we're going to do some more listener stories. And man, it's been busy here with uh, the emails. I don't know what's going on, but emails are just coming like crazy from you guys and from businesses. But we're going to get through them, and we'll respond to your email as soon as possible if you sent one in. And as far as announcements are concerned, there's not too much to say, except for tomorrow, Tuesday, is a brand new show of Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Farrell. I think he's going to do a review of a Netflix series. That should be good. I always like to listen to his reviews. And then Wednesday, uh, Terry is still currently gone, but he is coming back next Wednesday. And if you guys don't know, he had a little issue with uh, some storm damage that 
he had on his property. So homeowners insurance got involved and he took some time off, but he is back next week. So Terry, can't wait to hear the new show. And if you guys don't know, this past Friday, the brand new video shows have released and we released three of them. Two of them are from Full Dark Productions and another is from Unexplained Cases. Oh yeah, man, check it out, check it out, you'll love them. And if you guys are wondering where the witching hour has been, they're currently in production and they notified us that they're going to be releasing new episodes starting in April. So, we got to wait for them. And that's about it, yeah. So, you know what that means. Come on, say it with me, say it with me. Oh yeah, man, two the story didn't fall me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fires are still going. Nice and toasty in here. And you guys know the deal. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, and as always, gonna get behind the desk here. And Britt's packet is right here, so let's see what Britt has for us. Okay. Oh, wow. We got some, uh, some short ones here this time. It looks like a medium-sized one. Okay, no problem, no problem at all. And as always, guys, if you're sending in your own experiences, don't worry about the length, if it's long, if it's short. And if you're thinking about sending it in, just send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and we'll read it off on a future episode. All right, let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, man, so good when it touches the lips, I tell you. All right. The first one, this one is by Jenny, and it's titled, It Looked Like My Brother. Okay, Jenny, let's see what you got, man. This is a little strange. I was a young adult at the time. I was entering the gate to my mother's house to visit. Well, when I was on the outside of the yard, I saw what I thought was my little brother looking at me. I waved at him and said hello. He kind of looked at me, tilted his head, like he was almost curious as to who I was, like he could have recognized me but did not. It was a strange look. It was not the reaction I was expecting, to say the least. I walked into the gate, and it took about eight seconds to get to my mother's front door. I opened it and saw my little brother, the one I thought I'd just seen entering my mother's side door laying on the couch, snoring. I was shocked. I mean, I could have sworn I'd just seen him seconds ago. I ended up puzzled. I woke him up and asked him if he was at the side of the house. He sleepily looked at me like I was crazy and went back to sleep. It was only my mother and my brother at this house at this time. It was not her. She does not look like him, for one, and two... She was not near the side of the house. Besides all of that, I seen clearly an image that was just like my little brother's. Anyways, he's still alive, of course. It was not his ghost. Who was it? I wonder this. I never did tell my family what I saw. For one, I don't want them to think I am crazy. Another reason is because I am still puzzled myself. I mean, this thing looked just like my little brother looking at me. What was it? And that's from Jenny. Hey, Jenny, thank you very much for the short story. I liked it. You know, I don't know. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, I'm assuming you already thought about this, but, I mean, are you in a, a neighborhood 
could it be another kid running around? I know uh, when I was younger, I used to run through people's yards all the time, in their backyard, through their front yard. I didn't care, <laughs> right? But if you are out there in the country somewhere, uh, whereas a small child like that, I don't know what his age was. It sounds like he's, you know, somewhat young, may not be able to get on foot out there in the country. I don't know. But yeah, there is this, um, there's this story that comes to mind. There's this old farmer. And some of you may know this story already, but there's there's new people listening to RPA all the time, so there's always you know a new audience. So uh, some of you may not have heard this. There's this old farmer. They're in their 60s, actually three brothers. They're in their 60s, and they maintain their old family house. Right, uh, the father's gone, the mother's in a nursing home, uh, so they take turns. You know, they make sure everything's okay with the house while they're trying to rent it out. And they maintain the the property, the the lawn. They cut the lawn. And one day, uh, one of the brothers was cutting the lawn, and he happened to look over towards the house and seeing someone standing there in a corner. And he wasn't really thinking about it. He looked back forward, and then he realized what he saw. And he looked back over, and no one was there. Well, he went and spoke to the other two brothers, and he told them that. You know, they were discussing about it. What did he look like? Was there a vagrant around? Was someone trying to break into the property? You know, that's a farmhouse way out in the middle of nowhere, right? And they spoke about it, and they realized that he looked like their their old younger brother that died in childhood. Uh, he was wearing his favorite flannel jacket, jeans, boots, and it looked like him. And, you know, when I heard the story, I just thought to myself, you know, this was when I was back uh, as a skeptic, didn't believe in the paranormal and ghosts and things like that I believed in, um, which is still true. You know, you got to use some critical thinking, but I'm thinking, okay, these guys are in their twilight years, you know, 65 or whatever, dad's gone, mom's in a nursing home, it's the family house, property, and he's probably thinking about good old times while he's cutting the lawn, like, you know, I used to fly a kite, I used to kick around the ball. I used to play uh, baseball in the front yard with my other brothers. And he's thinking about these memories. And this is what I'm thinking. He looks over and he just, you know, the mind can play tricks on you. But, you know, you never know. Uh, we get stories about this all the time. So, it, and you might be wondering, well, why does this thing look just like your brother? Well, we get stories like this all the time where sometimes you get mimics. You know, uh, something that mimics uh, the voice of a loved one, your mom, dad, brother. Or they take on the form, the shape, the look. And that's spooky when you get stories like that. So, it could be. Hey, you never know. Jenny, thank you very much for sharing the story. I loved it. All right. Yeah, those things always, uh, you know, like Terry says, it's a head scratcher. You just don't know. All right. What do we got next? What do we got here? This one is by MLW, and it's titled, My Great-Great-Uncle. Okay, MLW, let's see what you got, man. I traveled with my mom and my uncle to see my great-aunt and her two sons in their native country in the Czech Republic on a vacation for two weeks. My uncle was going to come a few days after my mom and I. 
So, my mom and my cousin slept in bedrooms upstairs. My great-aunt slept in her room downstairs. And I slept in the living room on the sofa alone. My mom told me that my great-aunt's husband died over 30 years ago after they finished building the house. Anyway, I have a hard time falling asleep, especially in the pitch darkness, so I was playing on my iPad to tire myself out. Then, in the dark, I heard a very stern voice say, Put it away. It wasn't an angry or demonic voice. He sounded a little annoyed. I then felt a very cold sensation. The room did not shake and there weren't any loud bangs. Just a man's voice. I knew it wasn't one of my cousins because they did not have that voice and I heard everyone snoring. So I immediately rushed up to my mom's bedroom and slept on the floor there until my uncle came a few days later. Honestly, I was too afraid to investigate or ask any questions. We slept on separate sofas in the living room. Though I never had another encounter, I always felt there was someone else in the living room. Could it have been my imagination or something beyond this world? I am not very spiritual, but I do believe that there is something waiting for us all after death. I do believe in ghosts, but I am still unsure if it was just my imagination. But nothing like that has ever happened before and since that strange night. And that's from MLW. Hey, thank you very much for sharing that. Loved it. Uh, these are some nice uh, short stories. I like them. Yeah, I'm going to make the assumption that you weren't playing a game with a voiceover of some sort, right? Where maybe a character said something and it might have sounded like put it away. But I believe you know... Um, what you heard, like you said, it wasn't your cousin's voices, and it was a very stern voice. Yeah, it could have been. Who knows, man? I like the ending here that uh, we get this a lot. It's just that one strange thing that happened in your life a long time ago, and nothing has ever happened ever again. You never experienced anything else, but it sticks with you just because it was so strange. Yeah, we get those stories a lot. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. It's a strange one. And uh, again, thank you very much for sharing. I like those. All right. Wow, my mouth is getting a little dry, guys. Just a moment. Take a sip of my green tea. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Especially with honey. I love that stuff. All right. What do we got next? What do we got here? This one is by Nikki. And it's called Away From Home. Okay, Nikki, let's see what you got, man. My boyfriend, me, and two of our friends that are couples moved into a house together. It's my first time away from home, which had paranormal activity, and now I'm pretty convinced this home is even worse. I have been there for two months, and it has been quite a trip. First short story. My boyfriend, Michael was laying in bed with me and we went to sleep. I woke up in the middle of the night, as usual, and I was laying on my side. I opened my eyes and saw a man standing beside the door. I thought it was Michael. I just said out loud, go back to sleep, it's late. We have to work in the... As I turned to my other side, Michael was sound asleep right next to me. 
I quickly looked towards the door, and nothing was there. Our roommates, Alex and Cody, experienced the same things we do. Alex and I were at the house by ourselves when the boys were working late. We were watching TV, and Alex went to the bathroom. She came out and asked, why didn't I just come in the bathroom? I was confused and just looked at her and said, what? She said that I kept on knocking on the door and didn't come in when she told me to. I haven't left the couch and nobody else was there. Cody came home late and seen someone walk right beside him in the corner of his eye. He followed the shadow into the kitchen, thinking it was one of us, and nothing was there. We all hear male voices, footsteps, and things getting knocked down. If it isn't one thing, it's another. Before us, there was an old lonely man who lived and died in the house. Nobody knew he was dead for a few days because he didn't have any family or contact with anybody. The neighbors said he wasn't friendly and kept to himself. The house next door, the family's son, committed suicide in the house. This house is creepy and I had a bad vibe from the get-go. But we're all college kids. It's a great price for its size since it has been for sale for the longest time. And it's all we can really afford. Our cats act strange and one of them got out of the house and will refuse to come in. I don't think this ghost likes us at all, or the cats. Maybe we should have a cleansing. And that's from Nikki. Nikki, thank you very much for sharing, loved it, and yeah, why not? Might as well have a cleansing, it's not going to hurt anything, right? Well, hopefully not. You hear stories of things ramping up. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I love stories like this. You guys know me, you old-timers. Uh, multiple people living in the same place, experiencing perhaps the same things or other things. Yeah, you know, you can't ignore it. You're, um, who was that that came home late at night and saw something in the corner of his eye, thought someone walked past him? Cody, that's who it was. I can only assume it must have been, you know, he didn't have any lights on walking through the hallway uh, at night, I do the same thing. You know, I know my own home, so I don't need lights on, right? Uh, he followed it into the kitchen thinking it's one of you, and voila, no one's in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, you know, one thing, there's, you guys know me, I, uh, kids are creepy to me with the whole imaginary thing, imaginary friend thing, uh, but this is the same thing here where uh, let's say, in this case, uh, one of your roommates is in the bathroom. But, you know, you could be in your bedroom, you could be anywhere, doors closed, and there's only one other person there, and all of a sudden the door, there's someone knocking at the door, right? And then you just say, hey, you know, just a second, I'll be right there. Um, you leave your bedroom, for instance, in this case, and no one's there. And then you go out and you find your roommate, and you just ask your roommate, hey, what would you need? And the roommate looks at you. They're watching TV. They're going, what do you mean? And you're both looking at each other confused. <laughs> you know, I always thought of my to myself, if I was ever in that situation, I'd probably just keep a, an eye out if it keeps on happening. Or, you know, you know your own roommate or if you're living with your 
a family member, you probably know if they're a prankster, right? I, I do pranks once in a while, but I don't do things like this. I do other things. <laughs> but yeah, hey, Nikki, thank you very much for sharing. Loved it. All right. Yeah, I like these short stories, guys. Yeah, again, goes to show you. doesn't matter if it's long or short or medium. Yeah, just thank you very much for sharing. Okay, this next one is by uh, Funky. And it's called Ghost of Number 66. Okay, Funky. Let's see what you got, man. It was 1981. I was 14 and my parents had just purchased a run-down townhouse. Number 66. In the small cathedral city of Eli, which dates back to pre-Roman times. The townhouse was in some desperate need of renovation. Some of the work was undertaken by my parents, who would often stay there overnight. On the occasions my mother would stay there, alone, she would often complain of hearing footsteps walking across the old landing, which no longer existed. My father, however, would dismiss these complaints as an overactive imagination. He is a very logical man. Seeing is believing, or hearing, as in this case. Well. This went on for several months as work continued on the house. My mother relaying stories of phantom footsteps and my father dismissing them as he never heard anything whilst he stayed overnight. Then one night, it happened. My father was lying in bed and he heard footsteps outside the door on the old landing. Unlike my mother, who would hide under the sheets, he was out of the bed like a shot. He's a big man, six foot. 280 pounds, and meets most things head on. He flung the bedroom door open with the footsteps still in his ears, and there before him was nothing but an empty landing. He searched the whole house, but nothing was out of place. He still plays down that night, but I know my father, and I know he heard someone or something walking outside the bedroom door. By the time the family moved in, the stories had become just that. I think my mother stopped mentioning any events and my father was still in denial. The great thing for me as a teenager was this was the first time I had ever had a bedroom to myself, away from my older brother, who at best was annoying. Some six months passed without incident and any thoughts of phantom footsteps had been put to the back of our minds. Home life had indeed been pretty uneventful in that respect. Then one night I was home alone apart from our dog, Freebie. I spent the evening kicking back, watching TV, eating snacks, the usual teenage thing of not doing much. I guess it was around midnight when I decided to call it a night, so I made my way up the stairs. As I approached my bedroom, I began to pull my t-shirt over my head. Now, what followed, I now find amusing, as I'm sure you will, if not a little unbelievable. But, at the time, it scared the crap out of me. So, the t-shirt is covering my head as I am taking it off. At that precise moment, something, now don't laugh, something pinched my right buttock. There was no mistaking it. It was no muscle spasm, it was flesh being pinched. I, as you would, immediately pulled my shirt back down and spun around thinking, more hoping that maybe Someone had come home without me noticing, but there was nothing there. 
In desperation, I called the dog. Perhaps it had nipped me for some reason. Clutching at straws, I know. Alas, the dog was still downstairs, which was exactly where I had it. All the lights went on, as did the TV. By the time my parents returned home, I had calmed down, but still wasn't prepared to go upstairs on my own. My father asked me why I was downstairs, so I told him of the night's events, fully expecting him to dismiss the whole thing. To my surprise, however, he didn't. To this day, some 30 years later, he still believes me. Nothing happened to me again during the brief time I was there, but I will never forget the night I had my rear pinched by an unseen entity. That's by Funky. <laughs> hey, Funky, thank you very much for sharing that. I I like it. Um, you know, it's a feel-good story, kind of, sort of. You know, a playful thing, whatever it is. You got footsteps. It's not nothing really going on there. Very old house from pre-Roman times. That's an old house. And uh, you guys are fixing it up. I wonder if your dog, Freebie, was having any issues there, living there. Oh, well. Yeah, I liked it. Hey, thank you very much, Funky. All right, and that's it from Brent. Hey, guys, I really like the stories. I always like the stories, but, you know, it goes to show you. Short stories are fun, too. And so with that, guys, always remember, tomorrow, Tuesday, is another show of Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Farrell. He's going to do some reviews. And also, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, Terry's coming back. Looks like all is done and all is well. No one got hurt with uh, some of the property damage that happened. And also, this past Friday, three new video shows have released. Two from Full Dark Productions and one from Unexplained Cases. Make sure you watch them. They're good. And always, thank you for listening, and always, thank you to our premium members. If you want to become a premium member, just go to realparanormalactivity.com, big old button there that says Get Premium Access, and it's only $3.99 a month. Cancel anytime, or we also have an app. Just download the app. You can register through there, or if you are a premium member, you can log in through the app as well. And so, with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britta, and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation, and man... We love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and...